1: Or listen along with us as we roll out on a Monday morning. Holiday for a lot of folks, but uh, not for many more. So we appreciate you finding us as we get you launched on this uh, 19th of February. A lot to do. Five hours of tremendous conversation begins right now. We'll talk uh, Steve Sarkeesian's new contract. Of course, details revealed over the weekend. There is Texas football news as we now count down today to the Texas spring football. Also to that NFL scouting combine that opens up at the end of the month. Uh, We'll talk plenty of football uh, as we get you rolling here. Basketball, of course, NBA All Star weekend. Over the weekend, uh, a defenseless all-star game last night. We've also got uh, plenty of uh, baseball. Longhorns open up their baseball season with a victory, uh, series victory. We'll dive in there as well. So a lot to do as we get you going. We appreciate you being there here on 1019. Could be AM 1260, finding us also digitally on that Horn app, always at hornfm.com. Please download that Horn app if you have it. Uh, if you know someone who needs it, make sure you send it to them and they can uh, listen to Hook them Up with Ian Rodby and all the shows here on the Horn with a touch of a button wherever you are in the 512 and all over the uh, great state, all over the world with that Horn app and at hornfm.com. Look who it is. He's made his way into the South Austin Onion Creek compound right on time as usual. He is our shutdown corner five hours a day here on Hook'em Up uh, out of the 713 down in Houston, Texas. DB High down there in Houston. Uh, Of course, on his way to uh, a lifetime longhorn here in the 512 at DBU. Then off to the NFL for uh, half a decade. And now doing great media the last 16, 17 years here in Austin, Texas, and beyond. He is uh, our shutdown corner, as we say, Black Stradamus, the uh, football theorist, the proud papa of Baby Monroe. Good morning, Rod Babers.
2: Uh, Good morning. Yeah, I appreciate the intro, as always, and uh, I appreciate the hospitality, as well. Of course. Uh, Good to be here on a Monday holiday edition of uh, Hook'em Up with Ian Rod B. So those are always real good. Before we get started, as well, we got to get started here with a shout-out to those who serve. We do it each and every morning, Um, our society built on the self of service so we appreciate all those out there it's an honor but also a burden can't name all the professions and the people but we appreciate you the soldiers first responders teachers nurses officers of the law uh, so many of these devoted uh, folks out here and we appreciate each and every one of you.
1: No doubt about that. And uh, all the ones, all the those who serve who actually get a day off today uh, yeah. because they don't have to go to work today, uh, that. enjoy that on this President's Day. It does feel like we're only to the 19th of February, but because I keep saying this, but because the uh, the Christmas Day and the New Year's Day are both on Mondays, it's like oh, there's yeah. been a lot of Monday holidays, and then we had an That's ice weird. day on a Monday. That is true. That's then we have like an ice day on a Monday. Yeah. Mondays are good to miss. I know. It there Seems like a, there's been a lot of extra a, time.
2: There's an argument uh, for a long time that we should have just four day work weeks, that we should t- get away with the we should get that get rid of that fifth work. Work week. yeah. Work day, excuse me. You now a lot of Good folks, day.
1: you know, yeah. the four-day work week, you work 10-hour, 10 10-hour. 10 Most people do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. You
2: basically take a half a day off on a Friday. Everybody's trying to get out yeah, of work on work a Friday. Those. So instead, just give everybody the Monday off, and then they have much more productive Fridays. Some of y'all probably, probably. still take half a Friday off anyway, but yeah, either way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, for sure, the the uh, the four 10-hour four days and then enjoy a three-day Come weekend. On, that's what um, that's to be. But, you know, it's kind of been that way to start 2024 with, uh, you know, MLK Day and the Ice Day and the, uh, the holidays coming in. But we're ready to roll. we got a lot to do as we get this thing cranked up on a, uh, on a Monday morning. But, um, you know, the, the four I like that. I, like, I, don't, I don't hate the idea of a four-day work week. Um, I
2: mean, I think now, especially post-COVID, most people are trying to work from home. <laughs> and most people are not trying to go into the office, the old structure of the old school work week. Yeah. It's a little dated.
1: Take it or leave it. Well dated. Uh, it, is, uh, it is President's Day, however. You know, this is the, the weekend, you know, it, you and I have been pushing and I, well, I'm kind of predicting that eventually the NFL is going to get to a point where the Super Bowl is actually played on this past Sunday, ahead of President's Day. Oh, yeah. Because they'll add an extra week. Like they would they go to 18 regular season games, mm-hmm. uh, add an extra bye week. That's where the extra week will come from. Because if Here, the NFL ever bad. adds an 18th get regular season game, they'll, they'll diminish the preseason by another game. So they'll go two preseason games. 18 regular season games and up from 17. They've been trying the to get there. They've been trying, but they would add a, I, mm-hmm. They would have to to get the the players' association that you were one time a part of to uh, to agree to it. They'd have to give them an extra bye week, so you get uh, two weeks off. That would push the NFL season into this weekend, mm-hmm. where you'd have uh, the NFL's Super Bowl, most watched event on television year in and year out. Just set another record last Sunday, right ahead of President's Day. You get your day off. Then you get your day off. Get your day off. Be a See how that thing. goes.
2: Oh man, I, <laughs> I, it was trending that what? Yeah. I mean, it seems inevitable at one point. seems inevitable to me that it's That's going to happen at one point.
1: Because we, we throughout, throughout from January into February, we kept talking about on this day, so-and-so won so-and-so mm-hmm. Super Bowl. So Super Bowl used to be late January. Then it yeah. was early February. Now it's mid-February, mm-hmm. and it's trending towards and where it's going be. they want that 18th be...
2: game. They want that 18th game. They want it badly. And
1: I, mean, I will say in a quick commentary before we get it. to the headlines, the NBA and its All-Star Weekend is doing nothing to try to you know, to to, to, dissu- to dissuade wow, that. Indeed. With the NBA having an opportunity to take the weekend and you know, centerpiece and showcase. Well, well no, the well,
2: NFL's taking over those holidays. The NFL yeah. used to give up holidays on the sports calendar to these other sports, and they decided, you know what, we want Christmas. And they're like Christmas, yeah, we want Christmas. We want it. They took Christmas from the NBA, and now I can see them. They're trying to yeah, take over a President's yeah. Day down the line. it will be an, an NFL thing because it'll just be reflecting on the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, it would just be a Super we'll Bowl recap day, for,
2: basically for the,
1: for the well, Super look, Bowl. Look, I'll raise my hand first. I really yeah. missed football this weekend. I'll tell you that. Oh. Uh, there wasn't much. draws. You going to do withdrawals oh, big already? Time. So Big time.
2: What's going on? Why, why do I feel this emptiness? Where's what's this void that 19. I feel when I wake up in the morning? Oh yeah.
1: You know what I did yesterday? There's no, to, we'll be football. able to uh, – To I had, I had to fill the gap because you need some appointment viewing. I do something. I set the appointment. We set oh. the appointment to watch Oppenheimer yesterday afternoon. Good job because it's on Peacock
2: now. Yes, yeah. it's streaming.
1: Did you watch it? I did. I watched it well, too
0: yesterday on Peacock. Did you? Yeah, what yesterday thoughts? afternoon.
1: What did you think? Let me Let's welcome in Brock Bollinger, hey, our Brock, producer this morning. On, Ty's got a uh, a doctor's appointment to get to, so uh, he's fine. We'll be back tomorrow. But Brock is with us. Brock, you watched it yesterday too?
0: Yeah, I thought it was funny that you said you watched it yesterday afternoon. I was like, oh, my god. That's what I did, too.
1: Yeah, that's what uh-huh. I even you know,
0: watched it because I hadn't seen it, and I was like, well... <laughs> What am I going to do all day?
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. what do you think?
2: <laughs> yeah, give your thoughts.
1: Uh, I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought, yeah. I, as expected. I mean, I'm a huge fan of history and the history of that. Obviously, it's a, based on the true story of uh, Robert Oppenheimer and, you know, the, the A-bomb and all that. It was great. I, th- I mean, as expected, it, as you told me, the three hours will fly by because it's shot so quickly oh, by man. Christopher Nolan. No, I thought it was outstanding. Uh, Killian Murphy is going to win all the awards coming up yep. for, for best lead actor. It was phenomenal. I thought it was a great, great movie, a great cast um and Christopher Nolan's one of the best directors out there I thought it was great I thought Matt Rock, Damon killed it
0: I love Matt Damon's role in that oh yes the general yeah he did a really yeah. good job on that
1: but yeah, I, I, I did
0: I kind of get get lost a couple times with because they went like forward and backwards in time a little oh, bit oh yeah
2: they, yeah, they jumped sure. around
0: yeah, yeah I, I got a little bit lost at one point but other than that I thought it was incredible yeah, uh, you know, once, you, once, you, once it's over, you kind of can go. It's one yeah, of those. It's not, I it's not, said it.
2: Yeah, because it's not totally linear form,
1: really. No, it's, not it's, at all. Yeah. I, I said that to my wife. I said, one of those you might want to go back and watch again. Cause, yeah,
2: because you've got to get the hints. It's giving you hints as to what the yeah. airs are and the, the conversation and then sometimes in the You've got to really scenery. watch it, too. But I, I want to watch it again. Me and my wife planned to watch it again when we saw that it was available, and I was like, ah, uh, you know what, we didn't hit the time. Three hours. It's it it, it it grows by fast though. I mean, it's worth it too. It's a great movie. It is I, great. I, I think there's no doubt when you compare it to all the other. Um Best Picture nominees. It's I think it's blowing it out of the water. Oh,
1: yeah, it was it was a point. great film. It was a great film. Yeah, without a doubt. And uh, being a big history buff, I, it was. Did you, know, you see Barbie too? I did see Barbie. It's on HBO or something. I did. Watch yeah, it. yeah,
2: okay. It's, it's, a it's different. Fine. You know exactly, but uh, different level. They're, they're, exactly. Different level of film. It's kind of my thing. And I was like, okay, uh, you know, if that people were said, oh man, what about Barbie? I'm like, okay, well, if Barbie, Barbie's gonna be a second, but it's gonna be a distant second.
0: Yeah. Wait. Yeah. So you uh, watched Barbie before you watched Oppenheimer? Yes. Well, because Oppenheimer <laughs> wasn't streaming until recently.
2: Yeah, just, okay. they just put Like, it out Barbie's been on the HBO yeah.
1: thing, so I did see that. I try to watch
2: I, all the best picture nominees, and I've seen almost all of them. Ooh. Like, like, there's a few weird ones that I haven't seen.
1: I was going to
0: say, like have you three. seen the, uh, was it Saltburn? No. Yeah. The name the of one, it? Oh. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's freaky. I
1: haven't seen, uh, I think I've just seen Barbie and Oppenheimer at this point. You can
2: point. go see the Saltburn on Amazon. It's Amazon Prime.
1: Well, yeah, we're going to be giving you some tips. <laughs> Very Rod is the expert on uh, you know, shows to watch and shows to stream and all those things. So we'll get to all that coming up. I did see it. We'll take your thoughts on it. Let's uh, dive. What did you do to occupy your weekend? Uh, maybe some chores, maybe some honey-do's, maybe some uh, – I definitely did. Uh, right? Because it, it, there wasn't a lot as far as the, uh, the sports go. Let's get to the headline. There was great stuff over at UFCU Dishwalk Field, however. If you were getting out to see a three-game baseball series, a little bit chilly for sure on Saturday and Sunday. Let's get to the headlines. Top stories to start your Monday morning. Top Gun Reynolds and Lawn Equipment bring you the top news. Yeah, we'll start over at The Dish, Texas baseball. Uh, open their 2024 season with a successful series. They take two out of three from San Diego. Get the win in the series yesterday with a 9-4 to victory in the rubber game. 16th-ranked Horns fell behind early in the game yesterday but rallied with three runs in the fifth, played three more in the seventh on their way to securing the series. They also won that opener, of course, on Friday. They dropped the middle game of the series on Saturday in extra frames to the Toreros, 6-5. Uh, productive opening weekend for the top three in the Texas batting order, that's for sure. The trio of Jared Thomas, Peyton Powell, and Jalen Flores went 15-36 for 36 in the three games. Two homers, a couple doubles, seven, uh, triple, seven walks, and scored 11 runs from the top three. That's how you get production there. Four more home games on tap for the Horns this week. They host Christian Christian tomorrow night ahead of a three-game series with Kyle Polly beginning on Friday. At Moody Center tonight, it's a quick turnaround for the Texas men's basketball team. They'll host Kansas State in one of three remaining regular season home games for the Longhorns. Safe to say all three are must-wins. Both teams come into the game tonight at 5-7 and seven in the Big 12. They're both coming off tuss- tough losses this past Saturday. In conference play, the Wildcats lost at home to TCU while the uh, Longhorns ran into a buzzsaw, lost by 21 down in Houston on Saturday afternoon. The game tonight tips at 8 o'clock. Fifth-ranked Texas women, meanwhile, uh, headed in a real good direction. They continue their strong play. They won their sixth straight game on Saturday, beat Iowa State at the Moody Center 81-60. to They improved to 11-3 and on the year in Big 12 play. They're just a game back of first place Oklahoma with four games remaining in the regular season. One of those games is with the Sooners. In the NBA, league wrapped up its All-Star weekend in Indianapolis last night with the All-Star game and as has become the norm, defense was certainly optional. The East down the West 211 to 186 after winning the three-point contest on Saturday. Bucks guard Damian Lillard dropped in 39 points and six assists last night to win the Kobe Bryant MVP award last night. Regular season games in the NBA will resume on Thursday. In golf, incredible Sunday for Hedekimata the former Masters champion, caught fire and fired a final round 62 to win the Genesis Invitational by three strokes, one of those premium events on the PGA Tour. The Japanese Stars final round set the Riviera record for the lowest closing round by a winner in NASCAR. Because of a nasty storm in Florida over the weekend, the 66th running of the Daytona 500 has been pushed to this afternoon. They'll go go green flag at 3 o'clock today at Daytona.
0: See our new beauty location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. we will shoot you straight.
2: Yeah, I don't know what the NBA is going to do because, um, man, the All Star Weekend is becoming less and less entertaining and appealing. Started with the dunk contest, and now we know the dunk contest. Even though the dunk contest actually is still pretty good, it doesn't have enough star power to carry the day. And the truth is, I think the Internet era is hurting the dunk contest, too. The truth is the young kids, they go online and watch dunks all the time from all around the world. Like people that do really crazy, freaky dunks. And honestly, the NBA's dunks, they I'm, basically it, it's really hard to come up with new creative ideas in dunking. It's possible we've seen all the dunks that can be done. Yes. Like the human body. Right. I mean, it's it. They've done some freaky stuff. But it's hard each and every year to come up with brand new dunks each and every year. It's more about the guys who are actually doing it. And now, got, shout out to Mac McClung. He's awesome. But it's hard. He doesn't have any, he's not an A lister.
1: Yeah, Mac McClung, the former Texas Tech Road Raider. He's great. Yeah. He's great. But, I, you know, shouldn't you have to be on a team in the NBA to uh, be in the dunk contest?
2: It's because none of those guys want to do it. So they got to get <laughs> Well, then bring guys off the
1: streets. Bring guys in off the <laughs> playground to throw the best dunks down. I don't know if you're in a okay that's not even on that. a team. That's those a guys idea. are
2: out there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I bet. Brock go to the Rucker knows. League. You can go online right now and look up dunks, like guys who are
1: just doing dunks on their own, and right. they're dunk masters. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, I know you want to showcase your stars, but if your stars don't want to do it, you bring in a guy that won it back-to-back years that's not even on a the team.
2: They don't even want to do it. I mean, yep. He's not
1: even playing. He's only, he's he, in the G League.
2: They don't want to, I think he's played like four games. No, the, guys, the NBA guys don't want to do the dunk contest. I don't know. I blame LeBron, actually. I, I'm a LeBron fan. That's one of the things I do blame LeBron. If LeBron would have like, carried the torch, he would have inspired more young, of the younger generation to do it, and he didn't. He almost thought he was above it, or he thought he had more to lose in the game. Either way, but I, I blame him. But either way, that's, that's a long time ago. That's not the issue. The issue is the NBA The, the NBA All-Star game is unwatchable.
1: It is. It's it unwatchable. Is. It really well, is. Well, and it comes it's, down to this, and I thought uh, Scott Van Pelt from ESPN had the perfect tweet. said, you know, it's this simple, guys. If you don't care, we don't care. Man. I mean, it's unwatchable. It, 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 I mean, seriously, they, they, they even look like they'd rather be anywhere else than playing in that All-Star game. And as I say, with the NFL wrapping up in the Super Bowl last weekend, people are looking for something. And I know when I was growing up, Rod, the All-Star game was a big deal. Oh, I love the All-Star oh, game. Oh, the East-West me. All-Star game when it's it was – and I, I think I saw a stat where you know, back in 1993, which was, you know, Mike, that was as I'm growing up and going to college – I mean, there were 25 million people watched the NBA All Star Game. Yeah, last night there, last year they probably had four four and a half million people tune in for parts of it. Uh, you know, it actually mattered because they played defense, and it was for pride, and it was East versus West, and it was. What they take you, 169 you know, three pointers, and they say scored 211 points. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you don't just want to bash the league, but at the same time, if your stars don't care. And yeah, I mean. then we don't care. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I mean, this is why the Pro Bowl went away in football. Mm-hmm. You know, but the yeah. NFL's fine in every other capacity. In every exactly. other realm, the NFL's fine. So they lose their Pro Bowl a little bit because uh, you can't play – you know, it's hard to play fake football, Rod. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're getting in a fight you, you don't want to fight, then there's no fight. No. And that's what's going on in the All-Star game. It's like, well – but this is your week in the – I don't I, I think don't this is lost on Adam, Adam Silver in the NBA, but you had a chance to put on a show where everyone's looking for something to tune into. With the lo- with no yep. college and pro football for the first time since the fall began, and it's like well, it doesn't even keep my attention. Let's go no. watch Oppenheimer.
2: It's very anticlimactic. It's very lackluster. They got to figure out something. I mean, it's uh, like I said. I, I will say the honestly the Sa- Sabrina. Uh, Steph Curry politician, was, the most was probably thing. one of the most compelling. And that was cool. And she made it compelling because she stepped back to the NBA line. Yes. And she took on the challenge. We were actually debating this on Friday with Ty because Ty you – know, give it up for Ty because it became a compelling storyline because he was like, no, I don't – he didn't like the comparison. He didn't. He thought, he thought it was unfair because she got she was shooting from – the WNBA three-point line, and Steph was going to be shooting from the NBA three-point line. But shout out to—I mean, Sabrina uh, was it Alan? Alan Alan She 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 took on the challenge. She stepped back to the NBA line.
1: She hit 26 threes, and, and uh, Steph great. had to come get her at the end. Yeah. And yeah, they it was uh, she, she shot with the girl, the women's ball, which is fine. That's what yeah. I was saying. Arguing with Ty was. Look, as long as they're shooting what they normally shoot and where they normally shoot from, that's what the contest is about. I don't need. I don't. I don't want either of them to have to step outside of what they normally do. But she did. Then um, she did. Give her credit, yeah. And She still dang near beat Steph Curry. That was you're exactly right. Compelling. That was the most compelling part yeah. of the weekend. It was
2: really interesting. Yeah, it was a battle of the sexes. It had nice storylines. I was like, this is actually pretty good. Yeah, it was one of the only things that I sat down and I was like, oh, I'm really interested in the outcome of this. Yep, that was <laughs> it. That was it. <laughs> but they, I mean, they, they, they can do that with other stuff. They can make it more compelling. They can do whatever they want to do. They they need to take that as an example, and because that really did that showcased the WNBA. A lot of people got a chance to know Sabrina Alonescu. I mean, it it really did. It, you learned something about the game. You learned where the women's three-point line. I mean, I thought they did a great job with that, and it I probably was. Uh, it probably didn't. They probably didn't plan on it being that compelling, but I thought it really was. So
1: yeah. Well, the stars of the weekend end up being that event, and then. You know Shaq and Barkley and Kevin Kenny the Jet. I mean, that's really the only thing they that. Get. I mean, I mean, <laughs> no. what else? What else? Do, what, what else do you tune in for? Brock, and did you watch it?
0: Which one? The the <laughs> dunk contest, the three points?
1: Did point, you watch any the, of it? Did
2: you watch
0: any of it? I watched um, a little bit of the dunk contest, and I watched the All Star game last night. Okay,
2: there you go. You watched the All Star. All right.
0: Game. So, and you're what? You're what? Twenty what? Twenty two.
1: Yeah.
0: And would you consider yourself a big fan of the NBA? Uh. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. Not not yeah. hardcore, but not casual. Kinda well, that's the thing because I think for Brock, you can tell he just takes it as it is. For me, I'm 51, so I'm twice his age. I
1: mean, I have kids his age. I just remember the NBA All Star Game being a big deal. And so then it, the it fact that it's not, a, yeah. it's like, yeah. well, come on, guys. Yeah. And I guess I understand the players today. They didn't grow up with it being a big deal. And it, then they've done different where they do – LeBron drafts the team and Giannis drafts the team and they do that. They've always kind of played with the arrangement of how the team is selected and is East. But, you know, when it was East versus West and there was pride in the game and it would matter to them and yeah. I'm watching – You know, Michael Jordan against Magic Johnson, and I'm watching Hakeem Olajuwon when I'm a big Rockets fan. You know, these are the best of the best, and they're playing hard. They're playing – I mean, they still end up in the 120s. But man, they was they play defense. They yeah. block shots. <laughs> I had Gary Payton talking about this, and he basically
2: remarked. He was talking about because his, his son plays, and he w- plays in the NBA now. And he was talking about how different the cultures are with you know the young guys now. And when he was playing, he said when he was playing, there there was no real collaborative kind of effort. He said these guys they all know each other. Yep. They text each other. He said they wish each other well. They joke before games. He said it's just it's very different than when he played, and you were actually. You, you know, you were you were trying to uh, you know basically take your opponent's head off. You there was a there was a competitive angst and a competitive edge that they had, and they did not want to collaborate. He said these guys like to collaborate in business. They collaborate. He said they collaborate. They go on vacations together. He said they hang out together. He said they want to play together if possible. He said that's he said, and they all knew each other from, before they played. Sure, like they they they're Yeah, and he's and UU leagues and all this kind of stuff. So he said it's just a very different culture, and I think that bleeds. Over into the NBA All Star weekend, too, where no man, these guys, you know, they have a better view of kind of sportsmanship and all uh, a lot of those uh, things that the older generation really did not value and they were more about that competitive sickness and they all wanted to beat each other rather than collaborate at times with each other.
0: And yeah. this is a different Hello, it is. you play to yeah. win the game.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, you yeah, I mean, it just it's just those guys aren't as obsessed with the competition aspect of it, the competitive aspect of it.
1: Well, I, and unfortunately, I do think a lot of that bleeds into the product itself, the actual games. No, it does. Because, uh, yeah. you know, the whole idea of the Scott Van Pelt tweet, if you don't care, we don't care. There's a lot of times when you turn on regular season games where it doesn't feel like, okay, this, this is the playoffs are a totally different atmosphere, completely different atmosphere yeah. when it comes to intensity, yeah. level of play, level of defense, and that that also plays, you know, that's why they put the in-season tournament in, trying to create something yeah, that has sure. drama. Point. Yeah. Because I think, you know, me as someone who grew up as a huge NBA fan, but have kind of waned from my NBA fandom, um, I'll, I'll certainly pay attention come playoff time because the games are better. The competition's yeah. better. I should have okay. watched the in-season tournament. I
2: didn't watch enough of it, I'll admit that. Well, it's football finished. season. Yeah, you know, you know, it's that, hard to do that during Bro- the Brock, December. Did you watch it? any of the, Did you watch any of it, Brock?
0: I think I watched the final. That was it.
2: Okay, okay. There you go.
1: Well, as it stands today, the uh, the baseball Major League All Star Game is still the best All Star Game. It kind of always has been. And that's baseball. You can play a you can play competitive play brand hard. of baseball yeah. and play hard. And what yeah, about injury? as Yeah, much and, I mean, yeah. pitchers go out there and pitch you know one inning and you know air it yeah. out for for you know twenty five pitches and get out of there. Uh, the hitters are trying to manufacture runs, so that still matters. We know the the NFL's Pro Bowl and. You know, this game has just gone by the wayside. And that's unfortunate because well, I loved watching this game when you get the best players in the world together and, and going at it. But, you know, again, if they don't care, it's hard for me to care. Well, what's, all that much about it.
0: What's weird is that I remember, like, actually competitive All-Star games. Like, you remember uh, Kobe's last year? There's that oh, yeah. photo with, where LeBron's standing him up. You see Drake and Spike Lee right there. Like, that was a competitive, like, they actually played defense. It was a competitive game. Uh, that yeah. first year that they went to a target score instead of a, instead of quarters. Yeah. Y'all remember that? I
2: remember that? I do remember that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know why they changed that, but that was a really competitive game. I don't know. I don't know what the one. difference or what happened since then was, but it's a good point. Yeah. And maybe it, it died with Kobe. I mean, cause Kobe oh. was such a,
1: was such a mamba such a force. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because Kobe didn't step on a floor if it didn't matter, yeah. right? He was like Tiger that and way. And it started
2: mattering to Kobe, everybody's like, all right, man, we better go. Kobe's going to make all of us look bad out here. Yeah.
1: Well, For between sure. the – you it's know, I don't more. want to come in grumpy on a Monday, but between that and then, you know, the golf – I mean, Hideki Matsuyama, we'll talk about it after At The Turn coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, but Tiger Woods withdraws. I mean, that was one of the things I was going to be mm. eagerly tuning into to see Tiger and how he competes in, uh, in the signature event there, and he flew re- flu-like symptoms. My man Jordan Spieth gets eliminated for gets disqualified for signing an incorrect scorecard. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, he was in contention. (laughs) Of course, he loves playing Riviera because. How does that happen? Well, I mean,
2: is it him or he th- he's actually filling it out himself? I always
1: well, thought he, it yeah. was the
0: caddy that did that. Yeah, well, The
1: caddy does, and a lot of times you keep your opponent's score and they keep yours, and then at the end, you just depends on how you you, you, well, you do it at the that. beginning. But you, you can't sign the card; You have to ch- double-check it. But the you know, the initial reports were that Jordan was mad because he came off the course and he had a double bogey at 18. Okay. Or he would, so he came off oh. fist, and But then it was, uh, I think it was... Justin Todd, somebody were tweeted or whatever that Jordan Spieth wasn't feeling well and, like, ran to the bathroom right after 18. So okay. maybe there's some bubble guts going on. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And then he came <laughs> out, and he had to sign his scorecard, and he did it haphazardly. And uh, t- give Jordan credit. He owned it. He owned uh, it. Uh, he signed a, he, One of the scores was wrong. So that's by rule. You're disqualified. It's, you know, the gentleman's game. Uh, but in the end, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot, Rod. The, the three sports with the oldest fan bases, golf, baseball, and college football. Yeah are the slowest to evolve and change in sports? What are we doing? Like, literally, guys? let I mean, still
2: it now What are we doing here?
1: I mean, every shot he made was on television. Yeah. Like, like do can't we really keep need, up need with to you, verify? I mean, the reason the scorecard is so important and golf is so important because you're out there on your own, and you have to, you have to be honest with yeah. the rest of the field. The field yeah. can't watch you, right, because you're on a different hole. That's why the, the, the players you're playing with, they're supposed to police one another, and, you know, you don't I mean cheating is the, the, the worst you know, foul in golf, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, so you, you can't be, you know, because you're cheating the whole field. Exactly. That's everybody that's on the course all, right. all over, and so. But you get it. But look, this is twenty twenty four. This is one of your stars. It's a signature event. That's a, that's a digi- come on, man.
2: Okay, we can you know, do this in a digital fashion where it automatically <laughs> yes. tallies, and we. Come on, man.
1: But they still <laughs> write down the scorecard, and which is fine, and it's on Jordan at the end. But, you know, circumstances, got to go to the restroom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Make yeah. a double bogey yeah, yeah, or get angry. Back, yeah, yeah, Should that yeah. prevent me and the fans from seeing Jordan Speeth play into the weekend? Then yeah. you can decide. I mean, I know it's a rule. Rules are rules. But uh, I would have liked to have seen Jordan Speeth this week. Well. would have liked to have seen Tiger Woods. Scotty Scheffler still can't putt. And in the end, Hideki Matsuyama wins that event. Uh, but even it lost Luster. Daytona 500 got rained out. Rained You're like, out. come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Are they going to do it today? Uh, They'll do it this afternoon, three We're o'clock. Afternoon. Yeah, okay. finally the weather's going to clear. They had no chance to race on Saturday or Sunday, really, uh, with the rain in Florida. But yeah, right so nice. the so I mean the, the NFL you come in on a Monday and, and the the headline is the NFL still king because without the NFL it was such a void <laughs> and anything it. that could have replaced it uh, but, fell flat. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And what did replace it for me was Longhorn baseball and Oppenheimer. I did enjoy watching and uh, props because I did not go to the, attend any of the games this weekend, but I did watch on LHN and props to Margaret, Greg Swindell Kirk. Uh, mm-hmm. Keith Moreland doing yeah. such a great job broadcasting those games. So we'll talk some Texas baseball. Steve Sarkeesian's contract was revealed. We'll well, I'm sure to we'll to talk that about tomorrow. that behind the yeah, BOC. We'll uh, got to get to that, and we'll also talk plenty of Texas baseball. But uh, yeah, we, yeah, when's the combine starting? <laughs> Twenty ninth. got about. Pretty much. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's like when's free agency? What? Franchise get, hack, hey,
1: look, Micah Parsons did do an interview with Stephen A. Smith, and he has, he has the cure for all the Cowboys ills. We'll get to that coming up.
2: He did up. say, I'll send that sound. we got to get into that. Yeah, we'll get into the Cowboys.
1: We will still talk plenty of football uh, and recap your weekend. What did you do without football for the first time since uh, August or September? Uh, we'll talk about it with you over the next five hours of fun conversation. We're just getting warmed up. Hook them up with Ian Rodby.
0: Austin, Texas. Sports. The Horn.
1: Yeah, it's Monday on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. That's right, it is President's Day. Just heard uh, Don Miller... Traffic going to be lighter today. That's a good thing. A little a little smooth sailing out there on the highways right, and byways. Yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. easy going, heading over. Yeah. Uh, but another Monday holiday, which is a good thing. And we're uh, uh, talking about it with you the weekend without football. And uh, as we said, there were some opportunities for gaps filled, but uh, the golf didn't uh, didn't sizzle like uh, with Ty- with Tiger Woods' his injury and flu and everything Tiger, he was Tiger, dealing Tiger with. Was and then um, you know the, the the washout at the Daytona 500, uh, NBA All Star game wasn't. Uh, very compelling last night, for sure. That's why I say I watched Oppenheimer. I watched Oppenheimer hey. for the first time. Uh, fourth, it's, it's, it's a good
2: film. It's a really great film. Yeah.
1: It really is good. I, I, as I, we, we both agreed we'll probably go back and watch it again just to catch all the detail because it's really, really well done. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that a lot. So we'll take your good, bad, and ugly from the weekend as we get this thing cranked up. Before we go behind the burn orange curtain and talk some Texas football, Rod, the Texas baseball team I thought a successful uh, first weekend – um, you know, pretty strong. I mean, for for on Chile, you know, with the cold on Sunday and Saturday, yeah. still chilly on Sunday. I mean, that's not it impacts both teams. But I, first thing I thought of, San Diego's a really good team. San Diego's a good ball club. Uh, that you know, you, the Toreros come in. They were picked to finish at the top of their conference as well, the West Coast Conference. They had a, the kid who pitched for them on Friday night was. Uh, You know, a transfer from Arizona who's picked to be the conference's preseason pitcher of the year, and he pitched well on Friday night. So that's a good ball club. And, boy, they made some unbelievable defensive plays all weekend long. That team can play. That team's going to win a lot of games. And so for Texas to take two of three, it's a good way to start the season. And, man, how about uh, could you start the season any better than what we saw on Friday night? I mean, sellout crowd, biggest opening night crowd in the history of the program. The new Yeti yard is in full effect right out there in left center field where the fans can sit right there outside the wall. It's so cool. Yeah, it and, good. And, 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 of course, I mean, how does Yeti get this fortunate with their new sponsorship? Jalen Flores, the young shortstop, sophomore shortstop, drills a grand slam that really was the, the play of the game, uh, a grand slam into the Yeti yard. So the place is going crazy, and that thing went yeah. viral all over college baseball because people are in there jumping up and down. And, um, you know, it's a grand slam, clears the bases, they win that game. Were you able to get in there, Brock, or have you have you talked to anybody that's been? How do you? I mean, how do, you, do you buy tickets for the Yeti Yard, or do no? You it's free. Buy the whole box. It's free.
0: It's just, completely free. You can just walk in. There's no limit of how many. Well, at least not that I saw of how many people could be in there. You could just walk in. I uh, I got to go in there talk to CDC for a minute. And wow. man, it's it's really cool. And the the it's BYOB too. Oh wow. Yeah. So Thank you, Yeti.
1: Thank you, Yeti. <laughs> oh. Can you bring your Yeti into the you, Yeti yard, I'm assuming? Man, you so can
0: mad. bring your Yeti and you can buy a Yeti in the Yeti yard. It's awesome. There you go. That and so sense. for me, like I just found out about Occupy Left Field. And so I was hanging out there. And and you know doing doing those festivities, and then you can just grab your drink and walk into the Yeti Yard right there. It, it was incredible. Well, so it's first come first serve. Well, that's great and great information. I did not know. I man, thought maybe I thought people like it, rented it out. Is it big enough to? I mean, how big is it to, oh, to
1: fit? Like, what do you think? How many people can fit? If in? I had
0: to guess, it, I'd say it's about fifty yards long.
1: Damn. Yeah, it's plenty big. So, yeah, wow. it's plenty can big. You fit a bunch of people in there. Wow. And, and what about it from fence to fence? The, the good huh. part, best part about the Yeti Yard this weekend was if you are up against the wall, that's the back wall, you yeah. know, because the fence is open to the to the field, so you can see. You know, into the field, um, was blocking the wind because certainly on Saturday the wind was howling. Yeah, it was. uh, Right behind you. So if you got into that Yeti yard, it was blocking the wind a little bit. But that's really cool. I did not know that. It was just open to the public. I thought that was like somebody bought that or rented it or whatever. Or buy tickets. Yeah, exclusive. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And for Jalen Flores, hit the grand slam into there. Place went crazy. Uh, Longhorns win the opener. Uh, LBJ pitched pretty well. Aaron Johnson Jr. So that was a, a successful opener. Um, you know the next game that was was tough and tight. But uh, Charlie Hurley kind of lost his control. Ended up losing that game six to five in eleven innings. Um, tough and tough and tight. And then they win yesterday nine to four. So good weekend for Longhorn baseball team. As I mentioned in the headlines, what you really liked was the top of your order. Uh, you know Jared Thomas at the top of the order was awesome. Uh, this guy's going to be a star. Uh, we kind of knew that when he was starting as a freshman out of Waxahachie. Um, he's such a, a natural you know, ball player. He's playing first place, but a little center field this weekend, but he had, what, six hits and 11 at-bats. Wow. Uh, just, you know, exactly everything you want at the top of the order. He's got speed. He's going to hit the contact. He's going to put the ball in play. He was phenomenal. Then Peyton Powell had a big home run in the losing effort on Saturday. And Jalen Flores, I mean, those three guys combined for – You know, 15 hits and scored 11 runs on the weekend. That's the top of your order. Uh, And you know the rest of the order will produce as the years go on. As the year goes on, Porter Brown and uh, that crew, the young guys, Will Gasparino had a couple of hits, the freshmen. So it's going to be a good ball club. Tanner Witt is your one question because he did not look great yesterday in the Sunday start. They're still trying to bring him along. And David Pierce talked about Tanner has some type of – a malady that he's dealing with that doesn't allow him full extension right now. I don't know what that is. It wasn't real clear, but uh, that's going to be important. But uh, other than that, I thought it was a really good weekend. And the Longhorns, if you're looking at their schedule, they play Cal, Cal Poly this weekend. So you've got three more or four chances this weekend to get out and get into the Eddy Yard or go to a ball game yeah. at the Dish. Oh, it's supposed to be nice. It's warming up, too. It's, yeah, it's supposed to be in the 80s this week really, at some yeah. point. It's gonna warm up. Um, but then, uh, Rod, the, how about the week, the, week, the weekend after? So, if you're looking at this weekend, it's Cal Poly. And then the following weekend, they're headed down to Houston to play at Minute Maid Park in that oh. uh, uh, Astros Foundation College Classic, LSU, Texas oh, yeah. State, and Vanderbilt, mm. the teams they're going to play in those three games. If you want to get down and see some really good baseball in a, in a, yeah. a, a roofed environment, meaning the weather won't matter, the LSU Tigers are your defending national champions, along with we'll play them on Friday night. Texas State, the Bobcats, of course, from San Marcos and Steve Strout team, they're off to a 3-0 start, I believe. And then Vanderbilt, a traditional power, so that'll be a lot of fun. That will be fun. And that leads into a game with Texas A&M over at Falk Field. So uh, this week Man. is uh, – you know, some fun games, but uh yeah, the sexy stretch of games. It really is. <laughs> Early March starts with a bang without a doubt. Oh, how about that, Rod? I mean, if you play L S U Texas State, Vanderbilt, then A and A&M, A&M yeah. then, then they they go to Texas Tech to open up conference play against oh, the uh, the Red Raiders and Olympics. Nice. So oh yeah. So it's gonna be this week is Cal Poly and you know, yeah. Houston Christian, a little bit of a tune up. Warm up, yeah. But then it's going to come at you fast. It's going to come <laughs> at you hard for David Pierce's wow. team with some top end competition.
2: That's good, though. So, if you're a Texas baseball fan. At least it starts quick.
1: It does. It you're going. right, yeah. right yeah. in the heart of it. <laughs> There's no lead up to it. Real quick. All right, so that. that's good stuff. Uh, so you'll take your thoughts if you were out at uh, UFC Dishfall Field. Brock with the eyewitness account of Yeti Yard and uh, what went on there in Occupy Left Field. Good stuff right there. But right now, let's go behind Rod's bright, burnt orange curtain. And they were all asking themselves the same questions. What is
0: behind that curtain?
2: I will say that I'm a little envious of the uh, Texas baseball culture. It's so um, welcoming. Like oh, Texas put, Texas football does a lot of exclusivity, and it has to be, of course. It's, you know, you're talking about big business. Um, but Texas baseball, like the like, Occupy Left Field, like, you know, people always say, like, how do you get there? And it's like, no, you just walk around there. <laughs> right. And then you're just, and then just part of the. You hang out with the occupied left field people. It's not that you know what I mean. It's not something you have to have like bands to, or you, you know, gotta know somebody. You, you know what I mean. It seems like, and that's how they made. They basically took the same uh, approach with the with the Yeti, right? Well, and With then they like you, if you, so welcoming.
1: you walk up as a stranger, and it's like, "Hey, you want a beer?" They'll yeah, hand you, hand exactly. Hand a cold Bud Light or whatever. Yeah.
2: It's like I mean, hey, hey, I'm a little, I'm not gonna, I'm a little jealous of that Texas football. just not that kind of culture. Even I, as a member of the family, like you still like, "Hey, man, you got, you know, you gotta know somebody? Kind of get on the sideline or get here or go to this, you know, level or to go to, you know, the the, the North End Zone club. Like you can just walk in, and they welcoming.
1: No you gotta, you got to know some people. The only place like it is uh, next, I think it's next weekend, they do the, uh, the the barbecue Austin at the rodeo, the barbecue cookout, yeah. cook-off. Same thing. You, yeah. you, when you get into that thing, everyone is just handing you yeah, food, you just walking handing around. you drinks. Yeah, it's such a I, – no,
2: I really do. I admire that about Texas. I appreciate keep, you coming. They keep that culture. They keep that culture with everything they do. They keep that same vibe. That's energy. right. Go, go, that's, that's a really great job. Anyway. Uh, Let's talk about Sark and Sark's new contract, ladies and gentlemen, because it is fantastic. Okay, so uh, Sark, uh, it's gonna—I think it'll officially get approved uh, when the uh, board of region something. I think maybe by like April first or something like that. I'm not sure. Uh, But the details came out, and the details are basically his guaranteed compensation increased by 78%. So he goes from making, well, what was it? Five, a little over $5 million. So he's going to make $10.3 million in year four. Now with the new extension, uh, he'll make 10.4 in year five, 10, it goes up a hundred thousand every year. Um, but he starts off as now one of the, he'll be right with dabble behind dabble Sweeney and behind Kirby Smart as the third highest paid coach in college football. now. Um, that's 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 a rarefied area he's in now. <laughs> and he gets access to the private jet, which I'm sure that helps. He gets two cars, he gets a club membership, uh, to the athletics department like policies he's a private jet. Access for twenty hours nice. <laughs> to use the the private jet i don 't know who i'm sure this is Texas private jet has access to one uh, he does get a special uh kind of bonus on April first I believe when everything becomes official official of like three hundred thousand dollars and he has access to a lot of tickets i 'm not going to go through all the details of it, but a lot of perks a, lot, a ton of perks in this contract i one thing I thought was interesting if you go look at because everybody else got bumped too coordinators. Um, you know, Jeff Banks, who basically Jeff Banks is his consigliere. He's, he's probably the second, third in command around there. Just overall right behind Sark. I mean, Sark really, uh, loves Jeff Banks and he gives him a, a lot of responsibility. He got bumped. PK got bumped as well. Um, uh, Kyle flood got, got bumped in pay and everybody got extended through 2026, I believe it is, if I'm not mistaken. And um, the one group that probably didn't get extended that um, we thought would get extended was the DBs, Terry Joseph and Blake Gideon, actually. I don't know if they got extended through 2026. I believe theirs is 2024, um, which is interesting. Yes. Yes. Most of the coordinators and, and, and um, Tashar Choice got a bump and he got extended. So, almost every coach got a bump and extension. Um, I believe Terry Joseph and Blake Gideon got the bump, but I'm, they didn't get the extension from what I saw. So, they're through 2024, which may be Sark's way of saying, you know, hey, man, I, this is kind of a real, this is a – this is a do-or-die year for – the secondary. Because think about it, and, I, and I've said this before, every, pretty much every level of the defense and every part of the defense has improved overall since PK got here except the secondary. It's gotten, it's gotten a little bit better, but still, it's pretty much been a weakness or a liability since they got here. But I will say that the, the, the roster construction, uh, those who are basically building this roster, they hadn't addressed the secondary in terms of talent acquisition until this past acquisition cycle. They had five DBs in this recruiting class, and they brought in Makuba. Yes, they infused Derek uh, Williams in there, and they got Malik Muhammad, but in terms of just trying to uh, uh, overhaul the entire secondary, they hadn't done that yet, so I wonder if now with – the new additions and bringing in transfer poll acquisitions. You got Dave Barron coming back. If this will be the year that Blake Gideon and Terry Joseph have to show marked improvement in the secondary, that they got better. I, I think that's kind of the message. And I don't think it's a harsh one either. I think Sarkis wants to give himself a chance to upgrade if he needs to. If you're going to the SEC and you're – you know, secondary was a liability like, like it was this year, and you meet up with two, three really good quarterbacks, and then those are your losses because your secondary couldn't hold up, so you couldn't get to the quarterback, you couldn't get pressure on the edge. I think this will be a big year for, you know, the secondary overall.
0: Yeah,
1: agreed, development. agreed, and it's development. Yeah, you're right, because that was uh, the the weakest link on the uh, the team arguably last year. Yeah. Uh, the, the coverage in the back end, and obviously Michael Penix shredded him in the national championship game. But you know that, and you know Dylan Gabriel, Gabriel earlier yeah. in the year, and that you know. That, that that's where where the changes are coming. But uh, yeah, big big money for Sark. It pays to be the. And look, when Sark got yeah. here, he was given kind of a prove it deal, right? I mean, it was uh, exactly as far right. as the comparison, and, and show us. We think we believe in you, but we need to see it. And if we do, if, you know, if you, if you get it going to Texas, oh, you're going to get good. paid. You
2: ain't got yeah, yeah. You know, what thing you ain't got to worry about Texas. Actually, wants to pay their coaches a lot of money, and it's more about the value of the position too at Texas. Texas would like uh, it's like an engagement ring, basically. (laughs) They want to show off to the world like how much their coach means to them. So uh, right now, top three, uh, you know, in in terms of being the highest paid coach, those other guys have won national titles. And that ultimately will be the expectation for Sark.
1: Well, look, and I know there will be people who will say, well, could this be like Jimbo Fisher? You're giving a guy a huge contract after just one good season, and it was a really big step forward to the season. And that's a, that's a fair, you know, did you have to go here? Now, remember, the circumstances are Jimmy Sexton, his agent, realized Nick Saban's leaving. Yep. <laughs> Nick Saban up and retires. That's, yeah. the, that's the leverage. The, the, oh, Steve Sarkeesian's the first choice. We better pay him right now. Uh, He wants to be here. We need to pay him what it would. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, to the point of folks saying it's too much. Well, if he had said, I want to come to Alabama, what would they have paid him about this? Oh, yeah. It would I mean, have been about $10 million. Bucks.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that's kind of the going rate yep. at, a, at, a, at a blue blood. So you essentially, you had to match right. whatever
1: Alabama was willing to pay. Pretty much. Um, to, to, to keep Sark here and to keep the trajectory of the program, which seems to be strong, and I, I have no problem with it. It's just yeah. the going I'll rate. I was looking a
2: divorce earlier, but I'm sure that's what it's around.
1: Yeah. Well, remember, Kalen DeBoer's agent's Jimmy Sexton, too. Like, everybody's <laughs> he's a, everybody's Sexton. agent. He's uh, everybody's agent. The guy at Florida State, uh, Nolan, is his, his agent. And they all got raises on Nick Saban retiring. Yeah. Uh, so the GOAT getting them all, all paid, exactly. essentially. So that's that's kind of the deal, and I, I love the private jet use. That's good. Oh man, honestly,
2: it's only twenty hours. Lori, you're gonna use that up quick. But I know look, <laughs> you're gonna be going to brunch in New York and then flying back. You're gonna be jet set, but,
1: but yeah. and that's for their own use, right? That's that's an yeah, extension of whenever you needs to jump on the jet to go see that's, a recruiting business. That's for that's for work.
2: Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's a private use whenever she wants to. It's gonna be awesome. I love
1: yeah. it. All right, there's some behind the BOC. That uh, news came out on Saturday as the, the information was put out. Um, is they're about to have that approved by the Board of Regents at the University of Texas and the Texas system. Uh, good stuff from Rod. We'll talk Texas football this morning. Winter workouts continue for the Longhorns. Remember, spring practice does start on March 19th, and, of course, the combine coming up in a couple of weeks for all the Longhorns that are headed up there 11. Uh, Longhorns invited to the combine. We'll be covering that here on Behind the BOC. It's hooking up with Ian Rodby. Coming back with some What the Facts from the weekend. It's a good, bad, and ugly Monday on uh, The Horn, 101.9 AM, 1260. Streaming on The Horn app and on hornfm.com.
0: Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Boston, Texas, sports, the horn.
1: Hook Hook'em up with Ian Rodby rolls on on this President's Day Monday, recapping your weekend, and it was a weekend without football for the first time in mm. several months, and uh, it yeah. was noticeable.
2: We felt that, that was a void. Uh, there was an emptiness to the weekend. So,
0: yeah.
2: A, it did. It was an emptiness to it. It did. It's all right. It's okay. The,
1: right, the, it's the highlight of the weekend was... That it, just how much we miss football <laughs> because we're mm-hmm. it was like, no. um, come on, man! But you
2: point out all the all the letdowns. You were looking at Texas basketball. Uh, Texas men's basketball, sorry.
1: Yes, that was not great. Ladies
2: doing their thing. Not
1: unexpected because Houston's really good, one of the top two or three teams in the country. And, but. but the Longhorns took them to overtime here in the matchup in Austin and uh, dang near beat them. But in this one, it was no contest. Mm. By the way, star-studded affair down in Houston. This is in our What the Fact segment. C.J. Stroud. How about C.J. Hey. Stroud getting some frequent flyer miles? He played in, on Friday night in the all-star, uh, All-st- the, 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 the celebrity game.
2: Yeah, they played a celebrity game.
1: Like, the night before, he was playing in a celebrity Another softball celebrity game softball in
2: game. Houston. He was balling. Too. That was,
1: what, Travis Scott's celebrity softball game He's that he great. had? Yeah. Then he played there. Then he was back courtside by noon for the tip for the rock, for the uh, Longhorns and the Cougars. That was a great athlete. Sitting with his buddy Tank Dell, who went yeah. to Houston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Akeem Lajwan was there mm-hmm. to watch uh, Houston and Mayner's Jamal Shedd roll it up on Texas. And uh, game was seventeen seventeen. Rod, it looked like the Longhorns were going to have a chance. Max Asmus hit a big four point play, yeah. but man, it got stretched out. Next thing you know, it's like forty seven to twenty seven or something. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah, it got Houston's out of hand really quickly. good. It, it got did, out of hand and again, it was offensive glass. It was physicality. It was um, Jamal Shed and, and L.J. Crier. Uh, Houston's a team, as we said, when they beat Texas here. They can win a national championship. Texas is just trying to get themselves in the tournament.
2: Yeah. No, it's – uh, it, did, it it's. I tried to watch it, but I'm not going to lie. I had to turn it off. It got <laughs> a it little got, frustrating. Yeah, it got, it got, it got that bad. Um, also, CJ Stroud was hanging out with Amber Rose, too. Which,
1: Amber Rose, know. she's a rapper, right? Hip-hopper?
2: <laughs> yeah, see, even Brock was like, no. Yeah, he was <laughs> hanging out with – I don't know why, and I hope that it's not – I hope he's smarter than that. I hope he's smarter than that. Why, because she's well, – She's just known as being kind of I don't know like a, a video. Now, the story I saw on that because I don't know it who rhymes she... with the end of video. A video. She's yeah. I, she's not. I don't. I don't know what she actually is. She's. I think she's kind of an Instagram model at first, and that's. Oh, she's
1: insta- been with a lot insta- of dudes. Insta famous. Oh, she's okay. She's been with a
2: lot of NBA players. Been with a lot of rappers.
1: Story out of Houston and story from Amber Rose actually was that uh, she was at that softball game, the Travis Scott Celebrity mm-hmm. Softball Game at I Minute Maid like Park. It. I don't like it. And uh I don't like it. She missed the the little the little. Uh, Whatever they had, one of those, those little vans back to the hotel. Oh, it's lit. And so CJ oh, offered to give her see? a ride back. See?
2: Oh, yeah. So, and anyway, he's a nice guy.
1: He, and he, he, she, she said, I don't even, we don't even know each other. She he just gave me a ride to my house. To well, that's hotel. how it starts. That's how it starts. <laughs>
2: that's how it starts. I mean, she dated Kanye back in the day. Oh. She's dated a lot of dudes. She
0: dated on, Rob so. Kardashian, right? I think oh, you are right. the same she, person, right? CJ will be a better. No, be I think okay you're probably
2: that. right. She's dated a lot of dudes, man. Oh, was no, China.
0: No, yes, oh, yeah, no, don't be yeah. mixing up
2: Amber Rose and Black China. Yeah, you're right. No, she was with some other. She's been with a lot of dudes. My point is like, he can, he he needs to find, a, you know, another young lady to hang out with. Just but gave her a ride. <laughs> he just gave her a ride. Just oh, gave yeah. her a ride home. Come on, man. Back to the hotel. All right, there you go. That worried me. I didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't like. I don't that. want to see my quarterback with Amber Rose. You don't. Nobody wants to see their quarterback with Amber Rose. Anyway, uh, what well, the facts? How about this one? Um, Damian Lillard. I got this little stat uh, about 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 Dame. Um, after winning the three point contest last night and the All Star Game MVP, um, the, he's the the only other player to win All Star Game MVP and an All Star Saturday event in the same year. MJ, 1988. Wow! When he won the dunk contest. Nice.
1: That's awesome. It's great company uh, to be in. And certainly, you know, Dame Lillard had a good weekend, and uh, you know. The, 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 his three-point victory was different than the Battle of the Sexes they had, right, with Ionescu uh, uh, and, and Steph Curry, which Steph Curry won 29-26, to 26, which was pretty good. That was one of the more compelling um, events of the weekend, he without really a doubt. A and how about this? Yeah. The, you know, college baseball's back. We talked about it in addition to the uh, Longhorn Series win. Texas State had a sweep. They had the series up at uh, Globe Life Field there in Arlington uh, with a lot of good teams. But how about this? A kid, uh, Parker Boyd. Parker Boyd for East Carolina, Rod. Parker Boyd in 2022 lost his leg in a boating accident.
2: Mm-hmm. He's just about to start
1: his freshman year at ECU. He's yeah. now 22, and I mean now 22 <laughs> surgeries later, Bird has become the first person to play in a Division One baseball game with a prosthetic leg. Actually, played on Friday night. Wow. Yes.
2: It, 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 is he running on the prosthetic yeah, leg?
1: Yeah. Uh nice. Yeah, he can run pretty good. Uh, for you know, he's got the the right leg, but no below the knee. He Is a prosthetic, but uh, you it's know, pretty remarkable. That's really remarkable, and uh, he's playing as a as a ball player at East Carolina, the I Pirates.
2: Mean, technology is awesome.
1: that, <laughs> yeah. That's medical fantastic. advances. Yeah, it's amazing. Twenty two surgeries later, after a boating accident, he's he's playing Division one college baseball. That's awesome.
2: And his name is what again? Say that again. Pa- uh, Parker.
1: Yeah, Parker Bird. Parker Bird. Parker uh, Bird. B Y R D.
2: I'm gonna look up on YouTube. I want to see that.
1: That's pretty awesome.
2: That is really awesome. Um. All right. Let's. Uh, I got a couple of other facts here. That are NBA related facts. We're talking uh, since we're right after the NBA All Star Game. Um, how about this? Another NBA All Star Game overhit. So, if you're betting the All Star Game, we just talked about there being no defense at all. You always bet the over. Since 2009, the over is 13 and three now. Betting the NBA All Star Game. This year's over under was the highest of the last 20 years. It opened at 364. Close at three hundred and fifty-three and a half. Yeah, but bet the over. Also, game. It's it's almost a guarantee. They don't play any defense. It's almost a guarantee. Even Vegas can't set the over under at a number where they can end up winning on the over. I mean, the over hits all the time. Thirteen and three since two thousand nine. There you go. Nice betting advice for you.
1: Unbelievable. Uh, Two hundred and makes sense though. Yeah, I mean, and again, if 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 they it, 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 it clearly shows the players don't care. I don't care. You're not going to get me to watch hey, it. if I can tell you, make, you don't really care about playing any make, defense.
2: Make some money off of their, and don't, yeah. their apathy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. You can exactly turn a turn, turn a turn a lemon into lemonade. You know uh, what I'm saying?
2: This year, NBA teams are averaging 115.5 points per game. That's the highest league wide points per game entering an All Star break though since the six. I think since 1969.
1: I will so. say this: uh, just the facts, Rod, uh, and what the facts. facts. How about uh, Texas women? They've won six in a row. Now, remember when we played the sound of Vic Schaefer talking about his team's going to pay for it the next morning at dawn? Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't lost a game. Uh, they're six and zero since that Oklahoma loss. Uh, Vic Schaefer made his point, and his yeah, team has did. responded, and they're on a push. They beat Iowa State on wow. Saturday. They're 11-3 and three now in Big 12 play with four remaining regular season games. They're playing in the top five in the country. Uh, Vic Schaefer uh, can, can coach basketball. Yes, he has he over 400 wins now for his career and now 100 wins at Texas. Those are both facts. I would also say this for a fact. Tonight at uh, Moody Center at 8 o'clock is a must-win game for the Longhorns. They've got to beat Kansas State. The Longhorns on the men's side, they're 16-8 and eight overall. They're 5-7 and seven in the Big 12. They're still at number 33 in the net rankings, Rod, which means they're like in the bubble, on the bubble, yeah, but yeah. they're in the tournament at this point. They've got three home games remaining. They have not been a great home team this year at all, especially in Big 12 play. They've, they've got to win this game. They've got to win all their home games the rest of the way, uh, including this one. They've got Oklahoma, Oklahoma State in this game at home. They have to go 3-0 and in those games. That is a fact uh, because their road games, Rod, that they have remaining, they have to go to Kansas mm. this weekend. They have to go to Lubbock, and they have to go to Waco. Uh, those are the three remaining road games. Yeah. They've got to get the home games, K-State, Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma to wrap up the regular season. Which
2: one of those home games are ranked? Who's ranked
1: still? Uh, OU has been ranked. Oh, and yeah, K-State and Oklahoma State are not. They're not. Okay, so so you have yeah, to win those. You've got to win those. Because, look, if you win those three games, you're going to get to 19 wins yep. in the regular season. Uh, and, and those are going to be you know, quality wins in the Big 12. That, you know, Could you get one of those wins at Kansas, Texas Tech, or, or Baylor? Yeah. Not likely. Uh, but if you still do. Still one. Yeah, yeah, if you could steal, steal one of those and, one. and get to 20 wins, yeah, you're mean, certainly yeah. a lock for the tournament. But tonight's game is critical at 8 o'clock tonight. Both teams come in in that kind of desperate mode for Jerome Tang's team and for Rodney Terry.
2: Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how they respond after, I mean, that was just a that was an old-school bud whipping. Yep. Uh, they got it. Either way, so Outclassed. It was, yeah. be <laughs> Every phase. Didn't seem like they made great adjustments either, so uh, that's on Coach Terry too. And usually I will say we've seen this team, this team bounce back pretty well, so hopefully that will be the case.
1: And we know Max Asmus is a great player, but, man, against that backcourt, he just gets outclassed. I mean, he's just not big enough. He was swatting
2: his stuff away. Oh, he got blocked like. Oh, they were just swatting it away. It really (laughs) was. Every time he went
1: up. Max (laughs) Asmus ended up two for 14. scored seven points. Dylan DeSue DeSue was the only thing going for Texas. He and Kendall Weaver. But uh, Houston suffocated everybody else. I mean, just the backcourt of of Asmus and Hunter combined to go five for you know, 23 or something on the night. That's a really good defensive team at Houston, especially yeah. in their building.
2: They're intimidating. They, they, really really <laughs> they, they really are. They get at the rim. They guard the rim. They uh,
1: defend the rim, man. One hour down. Four to go on a Monday. President's oh, Day. Yes, Hook them up with Ian Rodby. Rod's got a rant coming up. Reset your headlines. Talking Texas baseball and the weekend on this uh, 19th of February. Glad you're with us.